Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Sound of the closing bell of the New York Stock Exchange as we wrap up trading on this Monday, June 5th. It is a Dow Monday with the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all declining. And this update brought to you by National Realty Managers of New York City Cashflow Real Estate, providing you 10 to 16 16% annualized returns with immediate monthly distributions. See them at nria.net. A move lower for the Dow, the S&P, and NASDAQ, all down by one-tenth of one percent. Stocks holding close to records as data showing steady growth in the services industries bolstered confidence in the U.S. economy. Alan Zafrin is Senior Managing Director at First Republic. He was our guest right here on Bloomberg Markets. Now the markets are heating up. And one of the funny things about this environment is everybody's a winner. You could be long stocks are making money. You could be long bonds are making money. You could be long gold and you're making money. The question is, as it gets hotter and hotter, do you stay fully invested or do you spread it out and diversify and Hedge your bets a little bit. Gold up a dollar eighty the ounce to twelve eighty two. That's a gain of one tenth of one percent. The ten year down six thirty seconds. The yield two point one eight percent. Crude oil down twenty seven cents a barrel, forty seven thirty nine on WTI. That is a drop there of six tenths of one percent. Apple is entering the growing field of voice controlled speakers for the home, taking on early leaders, Amazon and Google. Apple speaker is called HomePod. It emphasizes the enjoyment of music and looks like a wide can with curved edges. If you want to get a glimpse, we've got it up at Bloomberg.com. Or, of course, Terminal customers can find it under the AAPL ticker symbol on the Bloomberg. Buffalo Wild Wings down the most in more than a year after analysts warned the chain's shakeup last week will not be enough to break out of its sales funk. Shares of Buffalo Wild Wings down 6.1%. Recapping equities lower, S&P down 2 points, a drop there of one-tenth of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates emotion. I feel the earth move under my feet. You move like they do. I've never seen anyone move that fast. All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. called Movers and Shakers. They cost a little more, but that name cracked me up. Bloomberg Markets, Movers and Shakers, with Carol Masser and Corey Johnson on Bloomberg Radio. And it was definitely a more bearish uh, tone, if you will, to today's trade. If I look at the S&P 500, 308 names in the index lower today, 193 uh, higher for unchanged. Michael Kors, your number one uh, performer, biggest gainer in the S&P 500 in today's session. And as for the biggest decliner, that was Insight Corporation. Uh, we do also want to talk um, a little bit deeper about today's trade and the markets overall. Danny Berger is with us, our stocks reporter here at Bloomberg. And she's got an interesting story on the Bloomberg today about how junk bonds couldn't care less about stock markets alarm bells. Why are you focusing on the, on the junk bond market? Right. Well, so if you look at what's happening in U.S. stocks, it kind of looks like everything is slowly melting up. But if you separate the market from stocks that have a high net debt versus those that do not, the weaker balance sheet companies are 
falling quite a bit. So that, first of all, struck Sounds my Sounds logical, too, to Right, me. right, exactly. Corporations have a lot of debt right now. Leverage is pretty high. Um, and then... At the same time, junk bond yields are pretty low. I mean, there's a big investor appetite for yield. So those two things together rarely occur. Usually, I mean, they're both sort of a barometer for how well uh, the credit market is doing, risk appetite among investors. So the fact that junk bonds are doing well, but companies in the stock market with weaker balance sheets are not doing well, it's a very strange disconnect. And it's the first time that they've been this um, off of each other in about seven years. Danny, how are market watchers explaining that? Because you're right, it mm. does it kind of logically make sense. Right. So... A couple things. One is just that, uh, you know, interest rates are low. People want yield. So they're going to the junk bond market. Mm-hmm. Uh, appetites there. Another more interesting one, and this comes from um, SockGen, which I thought was pretty, pretty cool. And again, we always blame low volatility for everything, it seems like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is no exception. Essentially, uh, one of the factors when you're judging credit is the reliability of asset prices. So when volatility is really low, it seems like the price of these companies, the asset worth of these stocks is really reliable. So you feel comfortable buying buying uh, these junk bonds, you feel comfortable loaning them money, you feel comfortable taking on this credit because you uh-huh. know that asset prices aren't going to move very much. Right, when there's so low volatility. So if the, if the stocks were being bounced around, mm-hmm. um, you would maybe take a second look. Right, you might be a little bit nervous about holding that debt. Uh, but again, that I think combined with this uh, hunger for yield is, is uh, making this difference between bonds and stocks. Should we at some point see, you said this kind of divergence is rare, should we at some point see kind of correct itself, if you will? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if history is correct, we definitely will see that occur. And uh, unfortunately, from the people I've talked to, it seems like it's going to be pain in the junk bond market is how it corrects itself. And among other things, uh, again, SockGen saying that when volatility picks up, that's when we'll see this uh, correct itself. But I mean, there's so much out there. I, I don't think I can even recall all the horrible things that are supposedly going to happen when volatility picks up. So, I mean, maybe that will just be sort of a, a, a drop in the bucket compared to uh, the entire market melting down and doing crazy things just because there hasn't been volatility for quite a while now. You do write, though, in your story, one area of the market that isn't immune from fear at the moment is small caps. Mm-hmm. Is that a little bit different? Right. So small caps, again, has this issue where uh, when you think of cash-rich companies, uh, things fit the bill perfectly. Right. Uh, they ones that have taken on a lot of debt have the balance sheets to support it. But the small cap markets, because they don't have those large stocks, those mega cap stocks to hold it up, a theory out there is that this is not just the Trump trade dying. This is not just uh, the reflationary trade dying. It's actually lack of strong balance sheet companies that's making small caps drift lower. I like it. It's a smarter explanation than yeah. just saying, hey... Yeah, yeah. and you know what, anymore. maybe maybe it's more than one, maybe it's both, or right. maybe it's just this. But it's certainly something to make you think a little bit deeper about stuff. Danny, thank you. Absolutely. Danny Berger, our stocks reporter at Bloomberg News. Check her out at Danny Berger out on Twitter. All right, everybody, it is time for the Volatility Index Report. The Volatility Index Report on Bloomberg Markets brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures. Learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes VIX. And the VIX in the Monday session up 2.5%, closing at 10 even. This is Bloomberg. All right, Dave, you're up. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dave. Wilson, where are you? 
Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? We're going for a price on Wilson. Open up the door, it's Dave. Who? Dave. Time for David Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks columnist, his stock of the day, ticker Dave, XPO, XPO Logistics. That's right. I mean, logistics. It's all about getting goods from point A to point B. You know, point A might be a company's factory or warehouse, and point B might be a manufacturer or retail store. Now, XPO Logistics has been in the point A to point B business since 1989. Company shares under that ticker XPO have traded publicly since 2001. The share price doubled in 2010 and rose at least 20% in five of the next six years. XPO is higher again this year, and analyst calls are no doubt helping. Data compiled by Bloomberg shows the stock has 17 buy ratings compared with two holds and no sells. The most optimistic XPO analyst would be Deutsche Bank's Amit Merotra. His 12-month price estimate is $75, the highest among his peers. And today, he wrote that the stock may rise even more as the company benefits from growth in e-commerce. Merotra raised the possibility that XPO may get to $90 a share. That would be a gain of about 75% from last week's close. Now, the shares rose to a record $58.40 today and closed at 57.77 for a gain of 6.1%. And this company has had some pretty uh, dramatic growth in terms of revenues, although uh, slowing but still growing. A lot of that driven by acquisitions. They've made yeah. dozens over their history. All right, Dave Wilson, thank you so much. The Bloomberg Stock of the Day brought to you by Interactive Brokers. Declare your advisor independence. Become an advisor on Interactive Brokers platform and run your own business with no contract and minimal startup costs. Learn more at ibkr.com slash advisors. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets, and this is Bloomberg Radio. Once again, let's get a check on the latest world of national news headlines. Let's find out what Nathan Hager in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom is up to in Washington. What's, what, are you, what are you doing, Nathan? Well, we're watching Capitol Hill where the stage is set in just uh, three days for fired FBI Director James Comey to testify before the Senate Intelligence Committee. White House spokeswoman Sarah Huckabee Sanders says President Trump will not invoke executive privilege to try to stop it. Director Comey has become uh, the subject of intense scrutiny from Democrats and Republicans alike, and this is the first time that he will speak publicly following the president's decision to fire him last month. Bloomberg Chief Washington Correspondent Kevin Cirilli says Comey is expected to be asked about that memo that claims President Trump tried to get him to drop the investigation into Michael Flynn's Russia ties. As for the president himself, he's putting a focus on infrastructure. We live in a modern age, yet our air traffic control system is stuck painfully in the past. The president announced support for a plan to turn government air traffic control over to a private nonprofit corporation. It's been about three months since the president called for lowering fuel efficiency standards. Since then, well, not much has changed. Bloomberg BNA's David Schultz says EPA chief Scott Pruitt hasn't been briefed. There's been no coordination with the Department of Transportation or the state of California, which sets its own tough standards. There's a bit of a deadline coming up. In April of 2018, These, the, whatever the standards are, get locked into place. And right now, the auto industry does not like where they are. You can read more at BNA.com. Global news, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. This is Bloomberg.